Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and this is Mistress Mia's Bedtime Stories. This is a continuation of the Dominatrix Games, Part 4. This is Chapter 12, Welcome Home. Night led me through their mansion, which was absolutely astonishing and surprising. The architecture was nothing I've ever seen on Earth. But the surprising part was I didn't really even see anything out of the ordinary. I expected to see torture devices, bondage equipment, dark lighting, and slaves in every room, but instead everything was normal. It was just simply a very elegant, modern living interior. I remained quiet the entire time, knowing I wasn't allowed to speak, and I just followed, as I should have. The worst part is I knew I had no choice because... This woman did not mess around, especially after seeing what she did to Trisha. As long as I kept playing pretend, I knew I was fine. Moving down a set of stairs, we entered what looked like the main hall. I could tell it was a significant area because there was a set of stairs opposite to the ones we took, which wrapped around half of the room. Along with that, the entrance to the home was directly across from the stairs. To no surprise, though, the other nine mistresses were gathered in a circle, each with their opponents tied, gagged, and unconscious by their side. Knight ordered me to place Trisha besides Madison Handler, being mistress's pleasure. Then ordered, I stay on the side, I stay on my hands and knees. While on all fours, I kept my head down as I didn't want to see the mistresses, and guards constantly staring at me. Well, ladies, that concludes this year's game. Now I ask that you reveal your times so we can see the dominatrix of the year. Starting with night, she revealed Trisha's time, while Mistress Pleasure revealed Madison's and so on around the circle. The times were 50, 210, 40, 110, and so on. Well, that settles that. Looks like Madison's the dominatrix of the year. I think the title Mistress Courage suits you. As always, it's been an honor, mistresses. You may return to your homes and remember to have your slaves outside your door. They should be collected on the second moon. I'll have Mistress Courage and the other four be brought to the training facility to have their collars fitted, where you can all introduce yourselves and show them around the planet. Once Mistress Courage awakes and ensures she signs the contract. She'll have you start brainstorming the designs for her new house. Good day, and guards, bring your experimental subjects to my dungeon. The mistresses then proceeded to leave the room as a dozen or so guards flooded the room. Madison and the other five were unbound, before being carried by a guard now out through the front door, while Trisha and the other four were picked up and carried down a set of stairs. Time to get you fitted, my little pet. Follow me, as I followed behind. This time, she led me to the elevator that brought us up to many levels until we reached what I could only assume was her room. Once the elevator doors opened, I saw exactly what I was expected to see this time. The room was darkly lit with all the windows being heavily tinted, allowing a minimal amount of light. Uniquely, the other light source was multiply large, Yellow balls mounted on the granite walls and ceilings around the room. Getting a better look at those yellow lights, I could tell they were some sort of holographic material that dimly emitted light in such a way that it just couldn't be described. The floor, however, was made completely out of hardwood and had such a smooth feel to it. The shape of the room was very abnormal. It was designed with a mixture of designs and shapes. The massive king-size bed across the room was placed in the center of a circular wall with one entrance. The wall fully surrounded the entire bed in its own small area. I could only see a glimpse inside, but I saw multiple drawers where she must have kept her clothing and a door which must have been her washroom. On the left side of the room was a half-circular-shaped wall that was dedicated to holding a wide variety of assortments of unique bondage gear, equipment, and toys. This was all a bondage lover's dream come true. It had everything from different types and sizes of ropes, leashes, collars, cuffs, syringes, 
braces, belt straps, leather restraints, dildos. It was endless, endless. Nipple clamps, tape, and more. All that was only on one side of the wall, and the other side had similar and different items, except they were all holographic. Beside the wall was a door labeled storage, which I assumed contained duplicate equipment. Referring to the right side of the room, it was largely indented in the shape of a rectangle, housing a few deviously looking large machines. None of them were like anything I've ever seen, as they ranged from strange benches to oddly shaped body restraint systems. Some were even mounted with fucking machines on them. The back center of the room, near the bed, there was a set of stairs walking up to it, while the dead end of the room had a circular set of stairs going to a loft and down to some sort of area near the room. I hope you like what you see, pet. This is your new home. Now, stay still while I get you a collar. I heard Knight say something, but I didn't comprehend what it was. I couldn't help but look around the room. It was everything I've always wanted. Turning my head, I saw her at the collar section of the wall, browsing for something in specific. Then it clicked, and this, it was my chance. We were both alone, it was just me and her. And if I caught her off guard, maybe I can manage taking her down and grabbing something to restrain her. Starting to slowly get up, I unnoticeably dropped back down to the position when she turned her body towards me. She returned with a three-inch thick metal green glowing collar. I wanted just to jump on the second she tried to touch me, but seeing the bracelet on my wrist reminded me of what happened to the woman who was verbally abused by one of the guards back on the ship. She could have put me down in an instant. I remained still as night fastened the collar around my neck. Unexpectedly, it adjusted just to the right circumference around my neck. It wasn't tight enough to choke me, but it definitely wasn't loose at all. Bracelet detach, Knight said as my bracelet suddenly popped off my wrist. She picked it up and placed it in one of her pockets. This is a very special collar, pet. Not like the ones the others wear. Instead, this is custom made to have everything I need to manage my pets. Now let's go to the loft where I can introduce you to my other pet. Collar, leash, Knight ordered. Out of nowhere, a holographic strand appeared before me, connected to something on her wrist when she grabbed the end of the leash. I felt a tug on it, but I didn't follow out of instinct. Collar, shock, she ordered to which a sudden jolt of electricity flowed through me from my neck throughout my entire body. When she tugged the leash again, I started to follow like a dog, trying to avoid getting shocked again. Leading me up the stairs, the lights grew brighter, approaching the loft. Figures. In the middle of the area was a queen-like chair, but the jaw-dropping part was the women bound to the right leg by the chair. I couldn't see her very well, but as the lights were bright enough, I couldn't even clearly see that her wrists were restrained. Turns out her wrists were bound in front of her with a single thick steel cuff which was chained to a metal platform beside her on the floor. The closer I got, the more of her bondage was revealed. Her legs appeared to be restrained in a similar fashion to her wrists. The chains attached to the cuffs, and they were very short, and they connected to a metal D-ring on a small square platform beside her. It was apparent she was gagged with a very thick, red-glowing red ball, and as I approached closer, I could see she was wearing nothing but a chassis bra and belt made of thick steel. As night forced me towards the left leg of the chair, I could see a link from my collar followed by a set of those wrist and ankle cuffs chained to the floor. Sitting down with my back on the left leg of the chair, I looked at the woman while night did her work with the cuffs. She was young, somewhere in her early 20s, but extremely beautiful. She was quite short, maybe 5'2", long brunette hair, and had the body type of every woman on this planet. It didn't make much sense why every single one of them had perfect double-D breasts and round, flawless asses and toned bodies, unless Knight was a lesbian who required this out of every single woman ordered to be abducted on this planet. Needless to say, I didn't complain. If she was lesbian, it would explain a lot. Staring back at the woman... I could tell she wasn't awake as her eyes were being closed, gave it away. Once Knight took a seat on her chair, a large holographic screen appeared before us. 
This was clearly her computer room. Although I was shocked that she fastened me into this wicked chair, and I didn't even feel a thing. I guess I zoned out fantasizing about this girl with my erection as proof. Chapter 13 Well, I'm glad you told me. Meet my other pet. Her name is Cat, and it appears she's still sleeping. Also, I just wanted to let you know as my pet, you get the privilege of keeping your actual name. I'll give you two plenty of time to talk when she wakes up. You see, Cat here was an experimental subject, but has now been my pet for the last year. She has earned this privilege by escaping my dungeon and facilities on multiple occasions, released countless other slaves, has actually managed to escape into the wild, taken down and outsmarted many of my top guards, and much more. After all her destructive work, I decided she would be under my supervision at all times, heavily gagged and restrained, tortured on a daily basis, and locked up as my pet. Breaking her was a nightmare, all on its own, and it gave me quite a challenge. I had to develop a machine specifically to break her into submission, which was well worth it and satisfying to say the least. By breaking her, I know for a fact I can break anyone. I could have just mind-controlled her like the other brained guards, but where's the fun in that? It's nice to have slaves that have some of their personality. I got enough mind-controlled slaves as it is. I'll stop rambling now as I promise I'll answer these three questions. I've decided I'll answer where you are, why I do this, and how you don't need to sleep, eat, etc. Let me assure you this is more information I would give anyone, but you put me in a good mood. So for starters, this is Planet Flomia, home of the dominatrixes, founded by yours truly. Every year I send my mistresses a team of elite guards, being the top five dominatrixes, excluding the dominatrix of the year, to be my emissaries and kidnap the top 250 dominatrixes on Earth. Why 250, you ask? I'll explain that shortly. Once brought back here, they are immediately put on your playing field, which I designed and constructed specifically for the game where they proceed to fight it out, and you know the rest from there. Once the top ten are placed, they are brought back to my mansion to face a different, unique challenge every year. This year happened to be fighting one of the ten mistresses as the numbers worked perfectly, while last year it was the placement of escaping a custom-made dungeon that determined the winner. During the game, no one is severely harmed or killed, as killing resources defeats the purpose of acquiring them in the first place. It would be a waste, and punished by disqualification, as you already know. Remember Goliath? The giant spider? I had that brought back from the galaxy's market along with all my other spaceships, drones, and most of the technology I own personally. Yes, pet, there is other life in the universe, but politics, government, and bureaucracy is holding the earth back. Fortunately, I made the smartest decision of my life. I left. But that is a story for another time. Remember the giant man-eating flower that you witnessed in No Man's Land? Well, it doesn't actually consume anything, not without having all of its necessary properties at least. The flowers are just part of the planet, and after being able to manipulate them, they made excellent, horrific natural traps in the game. Who the hell expects a flower to be a trap? Am I right? <laughs> so, why I do this? Well... That can be answered quite simply, dear pet. I do all this because buying fancy machines, drones, spaceships, collars, etc. costs money. You see, throughout the galaxy, the universe, its currency is called arcs. And let me tell you, you have no idea how much all this costs me. The custom-made collar you're wearing, capable of shock, 
being compatible with holographic devices, completely unbreakable, and locked through my A1 system synced with my thoughts, with a bunch of other features, cost me two million arcs. In other words, four billion dollars. One general purpose and construction drone, 10 million arcs. My flagship, 45 trillion arcs. I'm sure you get the point, right? So, how I made all my fortune? Well, let's see. Let's just say breast milk is an extremely rare delicacy that can only be produced genuinely <laughs> by my species. Take a guess which. Since I have a monopoly, I can sell it for whatever I really like. And in fact, I have a backlog for the next 50 decades. <laughs> it just goes to show you how rare it truly is. The sad part is I can't explain beyond 100 until I have to find a way to artificially produce Xena's extract. Otherwise, I would suck the extremely small planet dry of its resources. It's extremely costly to produce 100 gallons of Xena's extracts mixtures daily, but needs to be done in order to keep production at 1 million gallons a month. Oh yes, and the special treatment after a year of service is being locked up in a special dungeon and put in a constant state of unconsciousness, that is until we can expand, where they can produce from me once again. As for the other 140... The hundred become my mistresses and scientists and sex slaves, while the other forty are my mistresses, experimental subjects for new sex machines, bondage devices, etc. My second source of income is the dominatrix game. But it doesn't come close to the revenue for the milk plants made by me. It works like TV. I broadcast the game to everyone who pays to watch it, and they get one-of-a-kind, unique source of entertainment, and it is quite a hit. I get somewhere around 50 trillion viewers a day. I hope I've satisfied your curiosity, pet. Thank you, headmistress, I said with a blank mind. The lights quickly faded to darkness as night stormed out of the room, not saying another word, and leaving my thoughts to a realization. Moments later in the near distance, I heard the sound of the elevator close as night finally exited the room. Chapter 12. She wasn't bad after all. My name is Cat. I am Headmistress Jessica's pet. What is your name? The woman said in a loud robotic voice. I'm Mike. Pleasure to meet you. I'm just joking around. I'm not some broken female robotic humanoid thing like the rest. It is ironic, though, how someone with the name of Cat became a pet, right? <laughs> but I, uh, I gotta thank you. I had that ball gag in for I don't know how long. I hate that ball gag because when it's red, the person is silenced. Yellow just allows moaning. And green means some words can be understood. I can't even remember the last time I got a chance to speak, to be honest. Now I started to think there was something wrong with this girl. I just stared at her with a look of confusion. Come on, get a sense of humor. Sheesh. I've been here longer than you. I've suffered pain beyond imagination, and I'm restrained for 90% of the time, one way or another. But I still manage to keep my spirits up. Oh, and just so you know, I've been playing pretend for five months straight to finally convince her that she broke me. I've had to eat her out every single night, let her do extreme devious acts on me, worship her, let her fuck me in all my holes, whip me, use her toys on me, machines, tubes, liquid, and the list goes on. Just wait until you're forced to do things you really, and I mean really, don't want to do. You haven't even seen the worst part of it yet, buddy. Now, say, um, hmm, something before I think she already turned you into a mm, brain-dead robot. Okay? Just talk. In jaw-dropping silence, I just looked at her trying to process if I heard that correctly. She must have, uh had some really serious but convincing to do with the headmistress. She did seem like an obedient pet. 
I hate it to admit it, but she had a point. I just got here and she seems to have already been through hell. Well, I don't really know what to say. Um, my name is Mike. I'm being held against my will. This is the first time in my life I've let a woman dominate me. I was used as a perk in her twisted game and felt like an animal. I'm trying to process the fact other life in the universe exists and still debating whether or not this is a dream. Um, other than that, may I ask why you are trying so hard to convince her that you're obedient? Well, let me just reassure you, this isn't a dream. This is reality. And either you can accept where you are right now, or you can slowly be broken down into nothing by our lovely mistress. Also, there's a few things she forgot to tell you. One, no one has ever escaped this planet. Two, she is a control freak, an arrogant whore, a condescending bitch, a sadist, an evil slut, and someone who only cares about her own power and disregards others completely if they go against her. Oh, and her real name is Jessica. She just thinks the night mistress sounds cool. And uh, let's see here. Gain someone's trust you don't like so you can later turn your back on them. Might be a good start. Listen, I want to get off this place. And for the past five months of doing things I really don't even want to mention, I don't want to screw this up this time. Yeah, I don't recall her uh, telling me that. So why don't you tell me your story as I am lost for words at this moment and quite confused about you? Sure. Well, I got kidnapped like everyone else. I was forced to play in the dominatrix games and I lost and got the fate of experimental subject. One day her scientists mixed things up a bit and gave it to me that they didn't realize what they did and still haven't figured it out and ended up producing what they now know as the biggest pain in the ass beyond imagination. I have no idea, but it enhanced my body in ways I don't think were ever possible. Suddenly I started seeing and hearing things I've never noticed. I became faster, stronger, and stronger than that and been able to see loopholes in the system. I think of plans and possibilities for escape, and the list goes on. I've broken out almost all of her cells, her restraint systems, the dungeons, the holding rooms. Um, <laughs> I've released many captives, been tortured, beat, pleasured beyond belief, acquired a huge amount of secret information she doesn't even know about, but always came up short when it was time to truly escape this godforsaken place. That is because you can't, unless you are Jessica. I thought of every possibility, and she has this place set up where unless you are actually her, you actually don't have any power. That collar she wears controls everything. Whoever possesses the collar has the key to getting off this hellhole. All you have to know is I can take a lot. Nothing Jessica has done to me is truly been able to get me to really submit to her. The one thing I can't seem to figure out is why she actually let you, a man, on her planet. She's a lesbian. What use does she even have for you? Well, long story short, it is a mistake that I'm here. One of her associates named Victoria screwed up the kidnapping of my friend named Trisha and ended up bringing me into this mess. You know Victoria? Where is she? Where, what do you know about her? Well, I know she kidnapped me. And Knight said she was currently being punished for her mistakes. Fuck. She sacrificed herself for you? I hope you know that. She didn't screw you by accident, Mike. Like, Victoria is my best friend who got abducted the same year as me. I've been planning with her ever since to find a way off this planet. I guess she tried to convince Jessica the mistake wasn't her fault and is now paying the price for it. We have to save her, Mike. She did this intentionally, and it was no mistake she brought you here. There must have been something in your file that was appealing to her or gave her a sense of hope that you could do something to help us. Wait, my file? What are you talking about? And what are you talking about sacrificed herself for me? Do you think Jessica selects her players at random? 
she puts a great deal of time in finding people who have the least amount of connections to others, who are obviously a dominatrix and seem like they would have nothing more than to be one of her mistresses, getting in touch with their true nature, as she calls it. Victoria was one of her elite guards who partook in this yearly kidnapping. She must have saw your associate with, with Trisha and read your file. You see, everyone the person knows in their life, when she saw something, she must have pretty much realized that bringing you here to get herself tortured for the next Jessica. Well, everything is starting to make sense now, but I still don't know why she chose me. Probably because you were the one person who was smart enough to realize the kidnappings in the last decade. Jessica is very thorough when she trains her teams. Why do you think no one else has figured this out? No loose ends. Whatever the cost. I mean, it didn't look like Jessica took you as a trophy for no reason. A pure dominant male that openly submitted to her, I assume. That must have shot her ego through the roof. No wonder she's so damn happy. Wait, how do you know this? I told you, I know a lot of things Jessica doesn't know. Victoria brought you here to help me. She knew I needed help. It seems we haven't gotten anywhere in the last eight months. I'm going to think of a plan, and trust me, we will only have one shot at it. When the time is right, of course. One last thing. She has my friend as her experimental subject. What is she going to do with her? And I need to know what the Xena extract is. Well, I hate to break it to you, but she'll probably be broken in a few days. Then when she's at her breaking point, Jessica will exploit her as hard as she can until she is convinced that she is being truly submissive. I don't know exactly what she'll do, but I guarantee she's going to put her through extreme pleasure and extreme non-life-threatening pain. The pain will be to deter her and have her submit, while the pleasure will be nothing but a need she will crave. If she doesn't get it, she'll go through withdrawals. Jessica will drug her like the rest. She will force-feed her a cocktail called Pure Pleasure. It's amazing, by the way. Think of the most powerful aphrodisiac known. Then multiply that by a million. It doesn't take much of an imagination to know a substance of that degree can bring someone to extreme addiction very quickly. Where in this case, the addiction is sex. On a daily basis, you'll be fed it. Its functionality is to put the body into a state of, well, you know, <laughs> pure ecstasy for hours on end. This is going to sound weird, but it basically turns them into, well, a huge slut. <laughs> They'll want to be pleasured for hours regardless of how many orgasms they have. And the unbelievable part is it preserves the tightness of someone's holes even after they've been stretched. You see, Jessica is the farthest thing from sane. She literally found a way to take a cocktail that gives the body some amazing recovering potential with blinding speed just so she could perform her extreme experiments on her subjects. Whip marks vanish almost instantly. The skin is a lot thicker and can take a lot more. Once she turns them into a complete bimbo, they'll see as a provider of pleasure, as they will be in chastity, unable to satisfy themselves. Unfortunately, I heard that Jessica created a more potent batch this year, and after being exposed to it for a few days, the person no longer needs it and will stay bimbofied unless there's some way to reserve it. I know one thing, though. She always keeps her experimental subjects from the previous years and keeps them all locked up in her dungeon. This year makes 50 of them. She only releases them so that they could do work around her mansion, such as maintain it, but they're heavily bound while doing so. And yes, the Xena extract. Why don't you feel the need to drink it, eat it, sleep, or even use the washroom? Well, doing those activities is insufficient. According to you-know-who, this planet has a special plant named Xena. If you retrieve it and get the extract and manipulate whatever it is they do, 
The results are unimaginable. Once consumed in large quantity, it enhances the human heart in such a way it can produce everything needed to survive, thus eliminating the need to eat, sleep, defecate, and exercise. It essentially maintains the body in its current state. The best part is it eliminates aging. I honestly don't know how long we can actually live once it's taken. She gives the players a small dosage, then a large one after the game. This wasn't enough for Jessica, though. She found by making a few changes, she could manipulate the extract to modify the human body to perfection. Why do you think everyone looks perfect in every way? That's because we all get it. She is a perfectionist, if you haven't noticed. Anyways, enough. All you need to know is the next opportunity to get off this place. I swear, if you screw this up, you'll regret the day you ever met me. Wait, shit, did you hear that? <laughs> no. What are you hearing, cat? I replied. Guards, someone's here for us. Mike, listen, there's one thing you need to know. Jessica has a special friend named Lexis. She's on our side and won't reveal to Jessica the conversation we just had. The collars are bugged. Jessica's leaving in a few days. <clears throat> Kat couldn't even finish her sentence before a canister of knockout gas put her into a darkness with me a few seconds after. Chapter 13. Four Days of Training. Trisha, Day One. Pleasure. Oh, what an awful rest. How did that bitch kick my ass so badly? She was so fast. It was like she wasn't even human. Oh, my abs. They don't even hurt at all, though. Huh. They were killing me after all those knee strikes, and now I feel okay. Wait, where am I? Mike, did I, did I place in the top five? Where are the others? Oh, no, please, please, I thought to myself. Wake up, slaves. I need you all completely functional for today's training. This year, I've decided to challenge myself by breaking the four of you in four days. Now wake up! I really hope that wasn't who I thought it was. But my gut told me otherwise. Shooting my eyes up the first view that came to my cornea was the lower body of night standing tall in front of me with a very long, dangling, red, glowing bullwhip in hand. Hearing the loud crack, I anticipated the hit, but instead I heard the scream of pain from the person next to me. It was only moments after trying to lift myself up that I figured out I was heavily strapped down to some sort of bench on my forearms and calves. My forearms were both completely flat, straight, and spaced by only a few inches in front of me bound to the bench. My shoulders were perfectly aligned vertically with my elbows. Because of this, my wrists and forearms were tightly restricted by some shiny, thick, black metal braces secured well enough that it disallowed any kind of movement from my arms. Then it hit me. Wait a minute. She said, wake up, slaves? I must have been placed in the bottom five. No, this can't be happening. Trying to turn my head as I began to panic was impossible because of the metal collar. I could have only imagined Knight fitted me with the bottom of the collar, and it was locked to a metal pole sticking out of a few inches between my elbows from the bench. Keeping my neck perfectly straight with my back, I didn't have to turn around to know my legs were restricted in a similar manner to my arms. The only difference was my legs were spread very wide. On my entire abdominal section, I felt that must have been a very dedicated soft padding keeping the middle section of my body stationary as my breasts were hanging completely free. I also felt some kind of plastic or elastic material wrapped around my entire lower body, looping under the dedicated padding as I was compressed slight, almost as if I were attached to the padding itself. Feeling those straps against my skin gave away, so I completely realized that at that point I was <laughs> completely naked. Being completely exposed in the perfect planking position was actually less shocking than the thoughts of what was coming to me. Another problem was I couldn't speak. I couldn't even moan. I tasted some sort of fabric stuffed in my mouth, which was held in my very large yellow glowing ball mounted to my head by some straps. As for my breasts, while well, I didn't even need to move my eyes very far to see, they were absolutely massive all of a sudden. They must have been a triple D or a bit bigger. What the hell did she do to me? I'm completely exposed with my legs spread and strapped to some sort of bench. 
No, she said the bottom five are experimental subjects. I'm going to be experimented on? What? No, this can't be happening. I thought in disbelief. Then I started to feel very strange. My body felt tingly, almost as if I wanted to be fucked. Why did I want sex suddenly? What the hell did this bitch do to me? It kept looping all over in my head again and again. I just hoped Mike managed to escape. He was the only hope right now. Fuck. I screamed in the gag, suddenly feeling the brutal sting of the whip in my bare ass. Don't worry. Holographic whips don't leave marks. They just administer the sting. Now that you are all awake, we can start training. Day one. Pleasure. I'm sure you've all noticed your current bound state by now. I restrain the five of you with my carbide steel alloy that will keep your bodies in the perfect fucking position while the machines behind you go through ravaging you every single inch. Every day before you awake. <laughs> A special cocktail I call Pure Pleasure will be force-fed into your highly absorbent bodies as a result from being processed to meet the criteria of being experimental subjects. Any moment now, you should feel extremely horny. Your thoughts will slowly turn to sex for the next few hours. Your training will consist of a different experiment each day, where whoever passes the experiment gets rewarded while the rest suffer. At the end of the week, if everything goes as planned, you'll be all bimbos, and more importantly, my slaves. Today's experiment will test out our newest ravaging machine I call the drill. Now, I know the four of you can't see it, so I'll explain it to you if you're really curious. The machine consists of two parts perfectly aligned with your holes. One holographic 8-inch dildo with spiral curves on its exterior will penetrate your little assholes. Another holographic curved dildo being six inches for your soon-to-be dripping pussies. Once turned on the drill, will go through ten stages, one minute apiece. Each stage, the intensity of the fucking increases. Whoever is the last person to pass out from being ravaged by the machine gets the rest of the day off, locked in the dungeon, while the rest of you remain on the machine for the next six hours. Also, I almost forgot to tell you, I gagged you all with your very own panties. Drills on! While night explained the abomination of a machine, I tried to fight the thoughts of lust as every second the feeling of needing sex took over me. Before I could even formulate a thought about what a holographic dildo was, or the drug she was talking about, or what this thing was behind me looked like, I simultaneously heard a robotic female voice as something slowly started to spin into my pussy. Drills activated. Performing vaginal penetration. What the fuck do you mean, vaginal penetration? Turn this thing off, I beg you. I attempted to scream, but all that came out was, mm -hmm. letting out a slight moan of pleasure like the others. I knew I didn't want to like this. This drug seemed to be taking over my mind. I couldn't help but love it as the dildo slightly stretched my pussy, its curves spinning against my walls, penetrating me with a feeling indescribable. Once the dildo hit the minute, the next finish line inside of me, the spinning stopped. All I could feel was its full length in me, remaining idle. Vaginal penetration complete. Stage 1. Fast thrusting initiated. Hearing the robotic female voice speak again, I suddenly felt the dildo starting to thrust in and out as its length kept going in back and forth inside of me at a fairly quick pace. The feeling was beyond anything I could have imagined to this point, where I didn't even have a really good sense or thought about it. Oh my, that actually feels, wow, amazing. I think I'm going to like this, I thought, craving more. Stage 2, Performing Anal Penetration. Having a virgin asshole and highly being against anal actually managed to bypass my thoughts of lust. I snapped back to reality, but it didn't matter if I wanted it or not. I felt the dildo drill its length into my ass. I wish the vaginal dildo was still thrusting me, just to take some of the pain I expected and feared off of my mind. All I could do was yell into my gag. 
while without remorse the dildo's girth stretch my asshole. Fuck my ass. Stop, please, I don't want this. It hurts so fucking bad. I yelled and moaned into my gag. From the excruciating pain, I became so loud, I couldn't even hear the others. When its length was fully in me, I felt tears starting in my eyes, feeling every bit of the dildo occupy my virgin ass, taking over it for itself. Anal penetration complete. Stage three. Fast anal thrusting initiated. No, no, I yelled into my gag. I was hoping this wouldn't happen. With all my strength, I tried to squirm around in my bindings, but they were too secure. I couldn't move an inch. A few tears went down my cheek as the dildo was ravaging my asshole. Fuck! Stop! Slow down! It's ripping me apart! I thought while moaning as I could... Hearing the screams of others, I knew they were going through the similar pain. Surprisingly, though, it only took a few seconds before I actually began to feel pleasure after its initial shock. Strangely enough, I began to enjoy it, love it even. I wanted more of it. Stage 4. Rapid Anal and Vaginal Drilling Initiated Yes! Oh my god, yes, this is amazing! Fuck me, I moaned! As my mind quickly reverted back to the thoughts of lust, I started to love getting my ass ravaged, even more than my wet cunt. In no time at all, the thrusting of the dildo ended as immediately started spinning wildly like a red drill. Feeling the other dildo slide its way back into my pussy, I started to drill me simultaneously it actually gave me a minimal amount of pleasure compared to what the dildo on my ass was giving me. I'm sure I was moaning loud enough for everyone to hear me. At this point, I couldn't hear any sound other than my pleasure. How the heck did I go from someone to highly against anal and enjoying it more than anything now? I wondered for a second until that thought slowly faded into nothing. Stage 5. Rapid Anal and Vaginal Drilling with Rapid Thrusting Initiated Another minute passed to only have the intensity of the machine increase once again. When it spun and thrusted my greedy holes, concurrently I felt an ecstasy I didn't think was possible. Any thoughts other than pleasure vanished from my mind. I was in a state of pure pleasure. Not before long, I felt a massive orgasm building up in me. It was only a matter of time. Stage 6. Extreme Dildo Vibration Edition Initiated Two seconds into the sixth minute, I instantly had an earth-shattering orgasm once the vibrations hit. I'm coming. Oh, God, I can't hold it. Oh, God. I tried to scream into the gag, yelling, moaning, and continuously screaming out in pleasure. All I knew, I could only do this at this very moment. That orgasm was so powerful, it actually hurt a bit. But it didn't matter. I wanted more of it, so much more. My rear was literally a giant vibration and nothing more. It was so intense I couldn't really feel anything but the dildos having their way with me. I didn't hear anything but my moans. My mind completely zoned out from the rest of the world. If I were being whipped on the back, I would have never known it. Stage 7. Dildo Heating Edition Initiated it didn't take long when the dildos heated up for me to have another unimaginable orgasm. This one felt even more intense than the last. My pussy felt so wet and warm I could only imagine how much I was dripping. My ass felt so much more sensitive, though, as every second was becoming more and more pleasing. I still wanted more, though. I couldn't get enough. I couldn't even hear the robotic female or my moans anymore. The feeling of another massive orgasm was approaching. I wanted the dildo deeper in my ass and harder, much harder. Stage 8. Three-inch dildo length expansion initiated. Since I wasn't able to hear the announcement of the next stage, it was incredibly painful and shocking to feel the dildos suddenly deepen in both of my holes. My eyes widened to their maximum, pushing that much further. Led me to another instant orgasm, throwing me off the edge. 
Coming was second nature now. Each became more frequent and quick, but I didn't care. Fuck, it feels so good. This is exactly what I wanted. That being said, with all my focus, I forced my ass to move back into the dildo to get a quarter more of an inch out of it. There must have been a puddle beneath me. I've never came so much in my life. Stage 9, 2 inch dildo girth expansion initiated. Again, I didn't hear the announcement because of my pure lust and ecstasy. Feeling the dildos widen was even more shocking than them growing. Everything started to turn downhill in terms of pleasure. All that lust became thoughts of pain. It extremely hurt to feel my holes now being destroyed. I opened my eyes even further and began screaming in torment with all my capacity. I couldn't take much more of this. This had to stop. It was too painful now. And nothing felt good anymore. Feeling my eyelashes rapidly flutter, I knew it was close. I was going to be passing out. I, I didn't even know if, if, if I was even capable of having orgasms anymore. <sighs> Final stage, constant cum blasting initiated. Actually hearing the announcement this time, I yelled into the gag, No, please, don't, please! But it was just a long loud moan. My words didn't even mean a thing, and then I felt it. The warm, sticky liquid exploded out of the dildos, filling my holes. I could feel now just how being pumped full of cum really felt like. A few seconds, I had completely blacked out. Wake up, slaves. I need you all completely functional for your first day of training. This year, I've decided to challenge myself by breaking the four of you in four days. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure some of you fell for it. Now, I know you're still recovering from passing out, so I'm going to make this brief. I have matters more important than you sluts to attend to. Day one of training is complete. Slave Courtney won the challenge by lasting two seconds longer than Slave Trisha. Very close match indeed. As for the rest of you, you've been given another dosage of pure ecstasy and will remain on the drills to vigorously test the quality for the next six hours. Every time you pass out, another dosage will be force-fed to you and so on. All right, let's get you locked up as your reward. Slave Courtney, ball gag release. Please, Headmistress Knight, leave me on here with the others. I want more, please. I beg you, Mistress, please, Courtney said. Wow, that worked better than expected, and that was just ten minutes. Hmm, for pleasing me with your results, you may remain on the drill, slave. Guards, gag the slave again and administer another dose of the cocktail. I'll see you all sluts tomorrow for day two, Knight announced before I heard the sound of her heels fading off into the distance. I have no idea how long I must have been passed out for, but the one thought that mattered to me now was how sore my holes must have been. The problem was I felt perfectly fine. I felt the same way I felt before when I was waking up into this device. Why does my ass and vagina feel tight again? They actually feel even tighter than before. It was like all just a dream or something, I wondered. Suddenly it started again. That feeling drove me into lust. It was happening again, but I didn't care this time. I wanted it to happen. Deep inside me, I was glad I lost. And if I won... I thought I would have had the same reaction as Courtney. I wanted to get my ass ravaged again. I wanted anal fucking even more than ever. And I wanted to pass out from being fucked into darkness again. Drills activated. Performing vaginal penetration. Hearing those words sounded like music to my ears. Knowing my ass was going to get ripped and dominated by the machine again drove my lust to the next level. And that concludes this episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon, Mistress Mia's Bedtime Stories. This is Dominatrix Games, Part 4. And until then, I'll see you next Friday. Have a wonderful weekend.